Bill, welcome. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Christian, how's it going? Good. So we... my boy Lou? Oh, he's not here today. <laughs> he's uh, he's trying to figure out um, how he's gonna. You're gonna pay the fine. He says if Bill's another minute late, he's gonna have to fine you. So I don't know what that includes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I guess we start by because uh, it's unusual that you're late, and in times when you've been late in the past, usually there's a reason because you're making a personnel move or something is happening. Is anything happening? Yeah, no, I mean, we just screwed it up. It was, you know, we were going to go at 445, then we moved it up to 345, and then I I forgot to change it to 345, and I'm looking up there thinking, all right, 445, I'll be, you know, I'm early. And, and then I was like, no, you're not. So uh, We thought uh, you were going to drop uh, some uh, big uh, bombshell. All right, we'll, we'll tell you where you can send the fine money. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, send it okay. out to you. All right? So let, yeah, me try, so let me let me try to figure this one out. Is this year 45? Five for you? Uh, yeah, 46, yeah. 46 for you. Uh, started at, uh, I remember you telling the story, 25 bucks a week as an assistant for Ted Marchabroda. I take it you're making a few more bucks than that, but that is unbelievable. 46 years. Still have the same enthusiasm? Yeah, well, that's all I was worth back then. I, I think I might have been overpaid. I wasn't <laughs> worth much, so uh, I appreciate Marchabroda, you know. Even even taking me on and giving me anything, so. Um, but it, yeah, no, it's still obviously very challenging, and you know it's great to work with, um, you know, the people that that I get to work with. You know, some some great players and a good staff, and um, you know, just there's a lot of good people around here. So um, you know, I enjoy it. It's very challenging, but you know, it's also rewarding, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how, how this year turns out. Everyone's different, and certainly this has been. Uh, different than any other ones that any of us have been through. So uh, we'll see how it goes. So let's talk about that. And Cam Newton made his debut this morning on radio on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, he described himself as the starting quarterback and team captain. So is he the starting quarterback? Uh, well, I, I, we haven't announced any starting you know, lineups or anything like that. So I'll just leave it at that. So let me follow that up. Is it possible you could use more than one quarterback in Sunday's game? Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll do whatever we need to do to win. I'm not – I wouldn't, wouldn't hold back on anything that would help us win. Is it, is it just pretty much a formality now with the starting lineup because this, that's just kind of the way you guys do business? Yeah, I'm, I'm not announcing a starting lineup in any position, so that includes this one and every other one. Okay, so my, my question was, you know, a lot of people are looking at the fact that, you know, Cam Newton was voted captain as being this, oh, this is this never happens, and, you know, this has been there such a short period of time. I guess the first question is one, and just yes or no on this one, is like the, the players vote on this, right? Yeah. So the players sure vote, yeah, so the players vote on this, and I remember, just as an example, Rodney Harrison being a guy that wasn't a captain at first and then became a captain Algie Crumpler was another guy that wasn't a captain and became a captain like during the season. I, I guess it's just um, what is it um, that, that, you know, do you think these guys saw so quickly that, you know, made them want to vote for him to be a captain you know, with only basically three months of seeing him? Uh, well, I guess he you know, made a strong enough impression on him that, you know, there's support for his leadership. Uh, you'd have to ask the players that voted for him, but... 
I think he I think he must have made a strong impression on everyone. I mean, I could certainly see that. It didn't. I wasn't surprised. Does Does but, the quarterback yeah, have you to? You never know how somebody's going to you know how how somebody really feels until they turn a name in. So yeah how how important is it for the quarterback to be the captain, or does it even matter? Well, I think it's a position of natural leadership and. Um, you know whether they're whether named a captain or not. They they lead the team um, and you know call and play in the huddle, make decisions on the line of scrimmage and all that. So there's there's a lot that goes in there to that position in terms of leadership anyway, whether it's you know titled or not. So um, I don't think it's a deal breaker one way or the other. And and as you know, and you know when you played, Kristen, there there are a lot of players on the team that. Could be captains, maybe deserve to be captains. You know, just because they're they don't have that designation doesn't mean they they aren't positive leaders on the team. We have a lot of guys that fall into that category. So, um, you know, yes, it's significant, but again, leadership really is runs throughout the whole team. It's not just you know a handful of guys. I mean, that's just not enough. So, and we're fortunate we have we have quite a few guys that are like that. Bill, we've talked an awful lot in the last few weeks about how different this season is to other seasons. So here you're going to play your first regular season game. How much do you look at what you've got in front of you and less information than you would normally have going into the first week of a camp, a first week of a a season? Yeah, well, I mean, the first game is always a game where you just, you know, have to make some estimates on on what your opponents are going to do. They don't know what you're going to do. You don't you don't know what they're going to do. You know, at least with preseason games, you have a little better idea of you know personnel and maybe can anticipate how they're going to be used. Um, but again, it's there's no big advantage. Both teams, you know, no, nobody's seen either team work, so you just have to have to figure it out. Um, but the opening game is always a hard game because you have, you know, whatever the changes are this year, you have to account for, like, new players on the team and new coaches on the team and so forth. And then you have all last year's games. And, you know, in this case, it's a division team, so you played them twice. So there's way more information than, than we can use. Um, we have to decide. Uh, and that's with no preseason games. So we have to decide, you know, how we're going to, you know, try to, you know, plan for that. And if you throw another four preseason games in there, then that just, you know, piles more stuff on top of it. So, well, I mean, we have enough to prepare, and I'm sure they do too. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, opening day is always interesting, and it's always tough because there will be things that, you know, you don't see as much. And you go to the second week, it's a whole different story because everybody's put their cards on the table in week one. And, you know, yeah, there's wrinkles and adjustments in week two, but it's, you have a lot better idea of, you know, what, what your opponents are, what their strengths and weaknesses are and, and kind of what it looks like they're going to try to do. So, so Coach, the, the, the coach – I mean, that coaching. The uh, kicking situation is, still seems like a position that's in flux. Are, how close are you to find – to picking a guy to pick in this game? And if you haven't, are you going to – are these guys uh, – or is Nick and uh, Justin going to have uh, more opportunities – this week to, uh, I guess, you know, earn your trust and win the job? Uh, yeah, we'll definitely practice this week. And we'll, 
you know, do what we feel like is best for the football team, same as we always do. Is that on, is that competition ongoing uh, as of today? Uh, well, sure. I mean, every day is important out there, so you know, we'll we'll see. Just continue. I mean, Nick's only been here. I mean, you know, Nick was here for the longest time last year. Um, you know, half the season, call it, and then. He hasn't been here very long. Justin's been here longer this year, but, you know, doesn't have the game experience that Nick has. So, you know, we'll continue to you know, monitor things, see how it goes. Yeah, I think the the other thing that I was just, just thinking about the fact that I know you guys have had refs at practice, and, and I always, you know, remember, like, the refs, you know, this is preseason for them, too. They get four opportunities to work on their craft, and yet they didn't really have any live plays. I'm just uh, – is there – I guess, is there any concern with them being caught up on what they need to do as far as the speed of the game? And, and, and is the team kind of on point as far as what to expect from them? From the – talking about the officials? From the officials, yeah, because, it, I mean, they don't have any preseason to to practice, you know, what this is a holding call, this is a pass interference call. Um, so I would, I would assume there would be some issues with them just – by human nature, not having the not having to practice, right? Well, we can't control any of that, so uh, I don't I don't think that's anything we need to we need to worry about. We we have enough things on ourselves ourselves that we need to address. So that's what we're going to focus on: are the things that we can control and what we do, and uh, you know, whatever the rest of it is or isn't is that's really out of our hands. So I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about that too much. We get, we got plenty of things that that we need to work on, and you know, I'm sure those guys are doing the best they can to be ready, and I'm sure that you know Al Riveron and uh, Walt Anderson, and you know all the rest of them are, you know, are preparing like they can prepare, whatever that is. And but that you know, we we've got we got so many things that we need to do ourselves. That you know, last thing we need to do is worry about somebody else's job. Bill, you released Mohamed Sanu last week, and you said it just didn't work out. When you're making a decision like that, how much of how much you invested, because you invested a second-round draft pick midway through last season, how much does that play in to making a decision where the guy simply doesn't work out right now for us? Yeah, well, that was a different year, a different, different situation, and... Um, you know, it's this year is just different. So we'll do what we think is best for this year. That's what we've done, and you know, we'll we'll go with it. I and mean, it's not not the first time that a player's had a role one year and you know hasn't had a big role the next year, or vice versa, hasn't had a big role one year and then has a bigger role the next year. So you know, we we'll just try to do what we think is best for the team each year, and uh, I think that's that's what we got to do. Yeah, you know, Coach, I was going to ask you about, you know, the Dolphins and, you know, what do you expect based on what you've seen, but you haven't seen anything because there's been no preseason. So all you can really go on is is what happened last year. And so just based on some of the changes they made, obviously Chan Gailey coming out of retirement to be the offensive coordinator, Brian Flores being in his second year. um, Is there anything, you know, unique about Chan Gailey that you would need to focus on or prepare for based on, your experience with him in the past? Uh, well, you know, I think there's things we can um, look at, but we have to, 
it'll all be a little bit different because the personnel is different. So he's never been with the Dolphins before, and um, he's been with Fitzpatrick. But you know, it was a different, you know, different different group of players um, at Buffalo and at the Jets. So, uh, but you know, I think there are some things that it looks like he believes in that are kind of the staples of his uh, philosophy and his offense. And um, you know, I mean, we'll see if those hold up or not, but. It's again. It's opening day. There, there could be some things that we're not ready for, but you know, our our offense does quite a bit, and there's not honestly too much that we don't see that we see from other teams that you know we don't see from our offense. So I think you know there's a pretty good chunk of um, experience that we've gained this year in training camp. We'll certainly improve as we go. I don't think we're anywhere close to being where we need to be yet, but we'll see where we are relative to our opponents when we when we start playing games. So, I don't know. We'll just have to see. So, we talked last week about the uh, stadium sound with no fans and this fake crowd noise, and the league has decided what they're going to do. I guess it's going to be a constant fake crowd noise uh, behind you, uh, and that means you're obviously going to get noise when the home team has the ball, which is obviously a departure from when you have real fans in there. So how much have you had to work on that just to get guys familiar with a different sound that they're not accustomed to? Yeah, we've been doing that for several weeks, Glenn, uh, probably, you know, two and a half weeks or so. Um, so, you know, we played in very loud stadiums and, um, you know, when we played at home and we've had the ball, it's, you know, relatively quiet. I mean, you can hear, you know, hear the signals called and all that. So, and, and we've been in between. And, you know, I'd say the one thing that's different is, as you said, there's just a constant noise. That's not really what we're used to. We're used to, you know, highs and lows. I mean, it, it, it goes up and then it, you know, calms down a little bit and then it goes up and it calms down. So, you know, this, this, um, this noise is again more more constant. Uh, although you know when the clock stopped for TV timeouts or change of quarter and stuff like that, then then it'll be the normal, I guess you know music or uh, whatever the activity is at, at that time. But just on a down to down basis, I think it'll be more of a a constant noise than it than than up and down that you normally get in in a stadium, you know, with a home team and you know, cheering for good plays and quiet when the opponents make good plays. So, um, you know, it's it's a little bit like the Super Bowl in the, the Super Bowl because it's a, kind of a neutral game and the fans are pretty well split. It's just loud all the time. Um, I'm, I'm not saying this will be as loud as the Super Bowl, but, you know, when, when you play in the Super Bowl, there's no true home crowd, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's just... It's just a constant noise. Uh, it goes up and down a little bit. Like it doesn't sound like ours is going to do that, but it's just kind of a constant noise that you have to get used to. And so that's, I think it, it, it's that's more what we're going to be dealing with on maybe a little a little bit lesser than what um, you know than than what we would win a game like that. So we just heard that uh, Bo Allen is probably going to go to the IR, and the IR rules are all changing this year. So I guess you can bring guys back. You can bring them back in three weeks, and there's no number on how many guys you can bring back. So how different does that change your landscape when you're trying to project 
this guy can come back in three weeks. Sitting down talking to the doctors, this guy's probably four or five weeks out. How different is it for you trying to figure out week to week what you've got? Yeah, well, it gives all teams a lot more roster flexibility. And when you combine that with uh, practice squad players uh, being able to get moved up and pushed back down without being exposed to waivers and uh, being able to freeze some players on a practice squad later in the week and all that. It just it gives you a lot more roster flexibility, and it's easier to protect the players on your roster. And uh, I would say, you know, basically harder to get them off of, uh, off of another roster. So, uh, you know, I think all teams understand that we, you know, have to create our depth um, from within to a to – probably a larger degree than in the past, but you have a better opportunity to do that. So um, yeah, that's the way it's set up this year, and that's you know, we'll work it accordingly. All right, Coach, so it's time for the drive slash question of the week. All right, Coach, I don't know if you even so saw this. That first drive, huh, huh Christian? <laughs> it's the first drive. I'm, I'm going touchdown first drive. <laughs> but you get a question instead, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but this, this kind of – piqued my interest. Uh, Philadelphia is signing 41-year-old quarterback Josh McGown to their practice squad, making him the oldest practice squad player in NFL history. So, you know, he and he's going to live in Texas. He's not even going to live in Philly. They're going to pay him 12,000 bucks a week as like an emergency quarterback. So, just curious, uh, one, has any of your older players uh, called you up asking if you need, uh, you know, their help in this regard? And uh, and uh, and if they did, what would a guy like a 48 year old former tight end have to do <laughs> to get that type of deal? I'm right in Foxborough, coach. Like I can literally be there in like two minutes. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we talked to Zolak about that, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think Scott's all in there. So, uh, you know, if we need a veteran quarterback, I think Scott's our man, and I'm not even sure we got to we have to put him on the practice squad. I think he'll just. You know, just hold it open for us. So, um, but no, I, you know, again, that's I, I can see what they're doing there, and and uh, as I said, you've got to create your own depth, and if you can create it with veteran players that you know, or that know your system, that uh, you know, you don't have to worry about you know bringing them in, and and you know, you have to wait a few days until they clear the testing protocol, and then you know, get them caught up with you know, playbook and so forth that, you know, to have somebody that knows what they're doing is a big, a big advantage, I think, in this environment, you know, assuming they can do it. And, and, you know, Josh is a a very, you know, smart player. He's athletic, you know, I'm sure he's in great shape. Um, He's had a lot of playing experience, but, you know, I'd say he's pretty healthy for his age, at least from what I know. Um, We never hit him very hard. So he's probably, you know, wasn't in any of our games. Um, so, you know, I think he's, you know, it makes sense. I mean, if, if you know, assuming it's the right, the guy that you want. So, um, so what I'm hearing I, is I should probably start running again. Yeah. Running, lifting, <laughs> and you know, a little bit different playing quarterback than, than tight end, but, um, well, listen, just in case you need somebody like I'm there for you. Okay. Yeah. We're open to it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Wiggs made the same offer to us, and um, of course he did. We're, you know, <laughs> I think so. Wiggy's already. I think Wiggy's actually outside of the stadium right now, Coach. I think he's actually yeah. he's no. holding up a sign. We'll work for free, though. <laughs> well, I don't know about free now, <laughs> but 
Yeah, so we have, we have some good uh, we have some good options with with you guys. Hey, listen, you've carried four quarterbacks before. Why not Zolak, four string quarterback, right? You can do it. Yeah, sure. Right. I got one more for you. Uh, you said it was year forty six, which is pretty amazing. I don't know if you've seen the story, but the odds makers out in Vegas say this will be Bill Belichick's last year. The odds are heavily that it will be the last year. Should I go to Vegas and bet against it? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm mean, just trying to get ready for Miami, Glenn. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, long term for me is with be Sunday. <laughs> All right, Bill. Uh, thanks for catching up with us. We appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll send the uh, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, apologize. We'll send the for invoice for the fine. being late, but yeah, always good to talk to you guys. You got and it. look forward to doing it next week after we're underway. You All got right, it, Coach. Good luck. Okay. Thanks, See you Christian. later. See you okay. later. Bill Belichick.